When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Vandegraaff, and I will be your host today. I am thrilled to be with you guys. Jumping right into this, my goal today will be to provide you a couple empowering principles and a little motivational push to help you improve your practice and your life. I understand that your time is valuable, so it is my goal to be short and hopefully provide you some beneficial content. In speaking with doctors and from my own experience, I believe there's a consistent problem holding us back. This issue keeps people from reaching their highest level or it causes them to take much longer to get there. I'm talking about indecision. You know what this is. Not knowing what the best choice is. Having so many choices or things to do that it's hard to move forward. Paralysis by analysis, as the saying goes. You know, the desire to do the right thing and make the best move, which is a good thing, can end up in you not making any decision at all. Today, I want to talk with you guys about why we need to be decisive, and I'm going to share a couple tips to overcome the problem of indecision. Friends, you have to be able, I'll say this up front, to make sound, confident decisions if you're going to be a successful business owner, if you're going to be an efficient investor, or if you're going to be an influential leader in your home or personal life, you have to. If you don't have a plan of action for where you want to take your business, and if you haven't decided on what you need to do next, guess what? Things are not going to improve. Unfortunately, your team is not going to come up with the next step, present it to you and say, hey, this is what we need to do to change. We're going to go ahead and implement it. No, that's your job. We talk a lot about real estate investing on here. Indecision is a non-starter if you hope to get into real estate investing and build a portfolio. If you can't look at a property, the location and the numbers and be able to pull the trigger quick, guess what? That opportunity, it's going to be eaten up by somebody else fast. Unfortunately, there just isn't time to say, I'm going to think about this for a little while, or I'm nervous about spending money. Your brain tells you, you know, moving quickly is stressful. You should sit on this for a while. I understand this feeling because I have felt that. I've been there and I get it. But Each time I did, I ended up waiting and the investment opportunity passed me by. At home, in your personal life, in your family, especially if you're a parent, if you are not stepping up to the plate and making decisions, being intentional about what you want to do with your family and how you're going to solve problems, nobody is going to come in and take that role for you. You've got to take the initiative in making decisions usually little decisions, and making them and moving on them every day. 
Indecisiveness can be caused by fear of making the wrong choice. It can come from stress from having too many decisions to make. It can come from regret of making a poor decision in the past. Or sometimes it can just come from apathy that comes after burnout from too much work. Whatever the reason is, we need to shake off the natural tendency to delay or procrastinate. Cicero said, more is lost by indecision than wrong decision. Indecision is the thief of opportunity and it will rob you blind. Let me say that one more time. More is lost by indecision than wrong decision. So we're better off making wrong decisions so long as we're pushing forward than we are hesitating and trying to decide what would be best. I read Tim Grover's book last week, Relentless, where he describes what separates the most elite athletes from the rest. Something he described that stuck out to me was how the best of the best move so quickly onto the next thing. For example, Michael Jordan, he started at five or six the next morning after a late game. Grover says that there is little celebration or hesitation for the best performers. They just say next, and then they're moving on. Tom Brady, the day before last week's Super Bowl, he said that no matter what happens in the game, win or lose, he'll be right back preparing for the next season. There's a couple things he said he wanted to do to take care, better care of his body, and he had thought of some new ways to improve his game. I, w- I was just really impressed by him saying that right before the Super Bowl that he's just going to go right back and prepare for next season as soon as the Super Bowl ends. I've seen similar traits in the most successful business people that I know. It's, it's like as soon as they achieve something positive, they are instantly on to the next step. They're always moving, never waiting, never wondering. You don't see them doing the same thing that they were doing a year ago. There's always evolution and growth going on. So I hope it's clear. To be the leader we want to be, to have the life we want to have, we need to be confident and proactive in making decisions. We can't wait for things to come to us. We have to make them happen. Indecision, it stops everything. Not saying yes to one possibility is saying no to them all. And frankly, I think indecisiveness is just really exhausting. We all know the stress from paralysis of overthinking things. The angst you feel when you're stuck in a rut and you can't make up your mind. So let me share three tips with you on how to overcome indecision. The first one is make your decisions from a place of optimism, not a place of fear. If you look back at some of your poor decisions in the past, it's very likely that you made them from a position of fear. You were afraid to do the wrong thing. There was more negative emotion during your thought process than there was positive thinking. Fearful decision-making or ending up not making a move because of fear will never get you an extraordinary outcome. Entrepreneurs, people with great wealth, or people who have done something really above and beyond what everyone else has done, these folks were never motivated by 
fear in their decisions. It wasn't in their mindset. I can think of um, a couple examples in the past where I was motivated by fear. In writing this, I remember early during my undergrad experience, over 10 years ago, I interviewed for a position at what was then a new company named Qualtrics. I, I actually met with the co-founder for an interview, and he described to me um, how just a few years previous, they had built this new business in their attic, and now they had grown to actually renting some office space, and they were looking for some talent to help them expand. I was interviewing for a tech sales position, but I didn't like sales because that can be awkward and I didn't know tech. So I ended up not pursuing the opportunity. Instead, I took a really safe TA type position teaching Spanish because I was really comfortable with that and I, and I enjoyed it. Well, if you have heard about Qualtrics before, they exploded a few years after that and were recently bought out for $8 billion. That's with a B. The other co-founder just bought the Utah Jazz. I remember my interview now in that little office with the co-founder, and I look at the company now, and I just, I just laugh. It's kind of funny, really. Now, I'm not saying I would have been a part of their leadership team or their buyout or anything, but I can't help but wonder what if I had got in and was in some way a part of things before the business skyrocketed. To be honest, I really like where I'm at right now, so it's not like an issue, but it's interesting how my fear prevented me from venturing into the unfamiliar, and it could have caused me to miss out on what would have been a great opportunity. On the other hand, think of some of your best past decisions. These can be business decisions, life decisions, family decisions. Think of some of your most meaningful experiences and what got you to those experiences. I can almost guarantee it. These came about not because you were acting out of fear, but because you were optimistic and excited. You decided to act on what you wanted. You know, these decisions were probably risky and you probably felt fear, but it didn't control you or force you into indecisiveness. To share another personal example, I remember the last year of dental school, I interviewed for a couple great associateship opportunities. They had really good clinical opportunity. Um, they came with a nice schedule and very high pay for an associate dentist. They also seemed very comfortable and safe. But at the same time, I had learned what was possible in ownership and was extremely mo motivated by a few dentists a couple years ahead of me who were crushing private practice. I wanted to be like them. So I aimed high. I took the road less traveled by, as the poem goes, and I bought a practice first thing out. It was definitely a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of heartache, uh, a lot of struggle, no doubt. I think we've, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast in the past. But through it all, I found rapid success that even the best associateship couldn't really compare to. I felt fear going through the process of buying a practice that early, no doubt, but I leaned into the fear, so to speak. I embraced the challenge, the risk, and all of the butterflies. I trusted my research, and I trusted that my preparations would pay off, and fortunately, they did. Now, in saying don't be fearful, 
I'm not saying to go out and be reckless. And you and I know many examples where dentists got themselves into bad positions and they're struggling to dig themselves out of the hole they created. For sure. You, you've got to be prudent, have to do your homework, you know, work with mentors and bring an advisor on, but create your plan with a positive and open mind. If you're trying to build your practice or make investments in a mindset of anxiety or worry, you're never going to swing big enough to hit the home run. Next tip, consider the opportunity cost. The economics approach to decision-making is really, really cool. Basically, it says our choices are a series of trade-offs. The opportunity cost is the cost of the next best alternative to our choice. It is what we are missing out on if we don't take that route. Let's say you're not delaying or playing small ball because of fear, but really you just can't choose between a couple of choices. You're just plain stumped. Well, take a step back and look at your options rationally by considering what you're missing out on in choice B if you decide to go with choice A. This has a lot of applications. For example, in my previous story of buying a practice, what's the opportunity cost of a dentist not buying a practice and becoming an owner? Well, it's all the lost income you would have had if you were an owner. It's also the lost time that you may have been able to take off if you're setting your own schedule. It would also be the lost profits from the investments you would have been able to make with the increased income. You can look at all of your decisions like this, and I think it's helpful to do so. For example, an implant kit and implants, it could cost, you know, to get started $15,000. That's a nice little chunk of change, right? Your month's take home would be a lot less if you, if you put that money there. But what does it cost you to delay buying that and opening yourself up to all the new production? Probably a lot more than 15K. Hiring a coach who has done what you want to accomplish could cost you a couple thousand dollars a month. And that is not fun. But what's the cost of working for years beneath your real potential? That cost is a ton. Working on Fridays, that may allow you to get those Friday-only patients. You know who I'm talking about. But what's the opportunity cost here? Well, that's your time. Long weekends to do what you want, to travel, to have fun, to be more with family. So each choice is a trade-off. Weigh the cost of the alternative. So learn to look at the opportunity costs to help you make more confident decisions quicker. All right, and then last suggestion, number three here. If you're struggling with hesitancy or unsureness, just start. Take a first step. Make even a small movement. The hardest step and the one that most people don't take is just to begin. Solve one small problem and it can empower you to feel more confident to do it again. Psychology professor Jordan Peterson, he tells his students when writing a paper or a thesis, write a very bad first draft and do it quickly. He's serious about this. A perfect thesis is kind of daunting, right? But doing, doing it this way, it gets you moving, you know, get something down. It puts you into motion and you have something to work off. He goes on to tell his students to evaluate their life and decide what's holding them back. 
even just sit on your bed and look around you at what's something you can do. He says, start where you can. If something announces itself to you as in need of repair that you could repair, go and fix it. If you fix a hundred things like that, your life will be a lot different. He says that this results in more order and less chaos, not only around you, but in your psyche itself. And I think, you know, this is something that we can do in our practice. Pick one thing, decide what to do about it, and then address it with your team this week. Then look for another problem and address it next week. Just focus on one thing in your office per week. This will build momentum for your team and for yourself. This will build momentum for your team and for yourself. Similar to developing new skills in other areas of your life, you can become more decisive and learn to make choices faster. So guys, to wrap it up, indecision, it's robbing us of our time, energy, and the results that we want. Choose to make decisions and move forward because doing nothing is usually worse than doing the wrong thing. Make your choices from a place of confidence and optimism, not from a place of fear. To help your decision process, evaluate the opportunity cost or the next best alternative. And finally, focus on and change just one thing about your practice every week. If you want guidance in making the big decisions that can affect your practice, your income, and really your life, reach out to us at Justin, Derek, or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. We'd love to connect with you. So with that, everybody, don't wait. Decide right now and get moving. Have a great week. Jump without a net, never break a sweat, cause I